welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, all kinds of places to look for us. Please like and subscribe on any of them or all of them. We also love interacting with our audience, so join us on all the social platforms such as LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and many more. Hello, hello. Welcome back again. We love that you're joining us. Thank you so much for choosing us. Please like, subscribe, all that stuff that came in the intro and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, let people know that we're, we're trying to do things to help people out, uh, make, make a difference. So the last podcast that I did, I... I was with my brother again, which is super fun for me from a selfish perspective because I get to hang out with my brother. But then from a clinical perspective, it really helps to have that interaction. And there was something that came up at the end after we stopped the recording. And it was it was kind of funny. It, it was sort of flippant, uh, but it struck me and it has encouraged me to do this particular podcast today. He said something along the lines of, I don't even know if I'd want to address the issue of toxic femininity. And I thought to myself, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, we don't hear that culturally. I mean, I know that there's a such thing as toxic femininity, but we really don't. Even from a clinical lens, it's not a topic that comes up in my my clinical sessions or I don't know. It's just not discussed. And then I got to thinking and I got to processing. And then I came up with, holy smokes, if I'm going to be consistent with what I've told all of you, I got to address this. because. I've consistently said from the beginning, we're here to talk about hard topics, not easy topics. Tough that stuff that is tough is stuff we need to address because we've got to rumble with the hard stuff. We got to show people that it's okay to mess up and to correct. And so today I'm asking for a little bit of grace because I'm going to tell you, honest to goodness, the truth. I started getting prepared and I got about two to three minutes in and I was growing an emotional response. And it was, it was noticeable. I went, whoa, wait a second. And I'm going to today, I literally only put two or three minutes into this because I wanted to do this live with you as opposed to doing all the prep work coming in with, I've got all the right answers because I've done all the prep work, which I don't always have the right answers even when I do all the prep work. But I figured if I'm going to really rumble, I'm going to rumble with you. You know, at the same time that you might be rumbling, I'm going to rumble. And so I am I'm about to do that. That's what's about to go down right now. So if that is appealing to you, 
you're you're going to enjoy this because it is it's going to be wild, people. It's going to be wild. I am going to start. I pulled up a. I, I literally Googled toxic femininity, and it says. This is the quote at the very, very top of the Google search. Toxic femininity, to put it simply, describes behavior that reflects or supports gender-based stereotypes or social norms for women. Exposure to these social norms and stereotypes typically begins at an early age, and this mindset isn't your fault. I had a reaction immediately. Because toxic masculinity does not get that same grace. It just doesn't. I haven't seen anything on toxic masculinity that is that loving and gentle. Not one. And I have looked and looked and looked. So that was kind of tough. I'm I'm going, hmm, all right. This is a clear double standard. That's okay. Uh, I'm about rumbling with hard stuff. Let's talk about the hard stuff. So I went back and I Googled toxic masculinity. I put it up side by side. And what did we get? The very top of the search, the Wikipedia thing, which we've taken a look at in the, the previous podcast with my brother. It's a set of certain male behaviors associated with harm to society and men themselves. Traditional stereotypes, so stereotypes is consistent, of men as socially dominant, and it goes on and on. All right. But then down below, there's a different definition. Toxic masculinity is a term that has been gaining traction in the past few years. This term refers to dominant the dominant form of masculinity wherein men use dominance, violence, and control to assert their power and superiority. Is it their fault? Like if we go back to the toxic femininity, it is not your fault. Toxic masculinity, power and superiority, is it their fault? I, right there, was super like, wait a minute. We tell women that toxic femininity is not their fault. We tell men that toxic masculinity, we're silent to whether it's their fault or not. Now, there's going to be people on both sides of that camp. I know that. There's going to be people who say, well, it's because of the power and superiority that they've already attained that it is their fault. Okay, I understand that argument. But then why do we let women off the hook when it's about a mindset that's taught when they're very, very young? Is that not the same reality for men? That they are taught this at an early age before they even know better? And if that's the case, is it their fault? I mean, it's a, it's an interesting discussion point and argument. So then I come back into that Wikipedia thing and I clicked on it and I went through it again because I'm going, it's saying traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant 
along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. And there I am frustrated again because I'm a therapist. I know many men who have encountered sexual assault and domestic violence at the hands of women. And I'm going back to this definition and I'm going, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Because the world made them that way. Let me tell you where I landed. I landed on the victim game, on the victim mentality, on I am a uh, a respondent to my environment. My environment has controlled me. And I think that's unhealthy. I think it's unhealthy to believe that it's not your fault. I also believe that it's unhealthy to think that it's all your fault. And the nuance is, then whose fault is it? I'm going to propose it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. By the way, just as a side note, I'm going to go into, I did attempt to look up on Wikipedia the concept of uh, feminine, uh, toxic femininity, and there was no category that covered it at all. It just wasn't there. It brought me to some, you know, this is what it brought me to, internalized sexism internalized sexism. That's the only place that Wikipedia addressed femininity, at least that when I pulled it up and it talks about uses the term toxic femininity for a code of conformity and social pressure to rigid feminine gender roles reinforced through sometimes unconscious beliefs, such as viewing oneself. Like it's very gentle with it. And so this is where my starting point is. And in all reality, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go. You got to see my pathway. What I can tell you is to me, in looking these up, what I encountered was toxic bias. What do I mean by that? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Uh, I, you know, please look it up and feel free to correct me if I get some things wrong, because this isn't today. This is not about perfection. This is about me creating a perspective that we are not talking about and not thinking about possibly, but we're feeling it day in and day out, which is toxic masculinity, which we're talking about, but toxic femininity, which we're not talking about. And toxic femininity is really pointed out to me. What we have in our culture is toxic bias. It can only be toxic if it's men. That's what I just learned. Now, I'm sure there's full-on studies. I I was going to look, I was actually going in to look up to see if there was any studies when I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that yet. I'm not going to do that because toxic bias is really, I think, where I have to go with that. When bias becomes toxic, 
So this isn't really about masculine or feminine. It's about bias. We present information to women in a particular way. It's not your fault. We present information to men in a particular way. You are going for power. You are going for strength. And this, this idealist version of you got to be big and have muscles and, you know, seek power and take advantage of people and manipulate and keep control. But those things, those traits can be in men or women. And matter of fact, I would even argue they are in men and women because I see that all the time in my therapy. There are women who come in that are controlling. They are power hungry. There are men who come in that are controlling and they are power hungry. Some men lack empathy, narcissistic. Women who lack empathy are often viewed as, um, you know, just trying to get back what was taken from them. But they're narcissistic. I mean, a lack of empathy is a lack of empathy. You don't get to walk all over people and justify it away because somebody took it from you to begin with. That's like saying, well, you know, I'm stealing because I was stolen from and that makes it right. What? No. It's, you know, it's, there's, there's no justifying the act. And so what we end up with, if I rabbit hole down that in my mind, I ended up at toxic bias. We have these biases that we are, and this is the funny part to me. We're attributing these biases to all men or all women. And yet it can't even be argued that it's even close to all men or all women who would buy into these things. Yeah, not all women believe it's not their fault. Some women who have gained certain confidences and strengths will say, actually, there are parts of it that are not my fault. Uh, granted. But there are other parts that I bought into the narrative that it's not my fault. And the reality was when I got rid of that narrative and I said, wait a minute, how much of this do I have the ability to influence? They've come to the conclusion, and I know because I've seen this in my office happen. They've come to the conclusion that I bought into that bias. I took that mentality as though it was mine. And I pinned myself down. I didn't set boundaries with my boss. It might look like this. The boss says, I need you to work tomorrow. Um, at eight instead of at 10. And they say, uh, well, if I want to keep my job, because this is a, 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 a power play by my boss, I'm just going to show up. I'm not going to push back. Even though I had plans to go to breakfast before I came to work, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And their, the bias impedes in their, their, their day. They, they could have stood up and said, uh, actually, I've got plans and I, you know, I could probably come in a half an hour early. Like there's no pushback. And when they realize that they can push back, 
in a healthy way and say, look, I, you know, this isn't enough notice. I've, I've already got plans. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to come in at my regular time because I was planning to be here. And there's a potential that I could come in a few minutes early, but I can't come in at eight o'clock. It's because they bought into the structure of, I don't have a say. And when they push back, what they often find in our culture today is they don't lose their job. Their boss goes, oh, 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 um, uh, okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to solve this some other way. Yeah, actually, you don't give me enough. Yes, you're going to have to solve this another way. I'm happy to help you solve it. You want me to see if anybody else that's on the shift right now can can cover? I mean, I'm happy to to help you out with that part of it if that's if you need some assistance. Um, but I, I'm doing that on the clock today, not tomorrow during my off time. It's okay to do that. And I have I have seen this. By the way, that is not just a female problem. I've seen men who can't set boundaries, and they end up in the same position. So how is that feminine or masculine? And yet, it's not your fault. It's considered a feminine, it's a toxic femininity. No, it doesn't work like that. Boundaries are boundaries. Bias is bias. And we got to do better. We've really got to do better. So when it comes to toxic femininity, I also started, my mind started going like, before I even did any of this, this looking it up. And when I was wrestling with the idea that we wouldn't address it, and then I was like, I settled on, I got to address it. My mind started going, what would that actually look like? See, when we see toxic masculinity in the world, what we often picture, right or wrong, um, the, 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 the tendency is toward power and strength. Power and strength. Uh, it's, it, and I start thinking, well, are we talking about a big Herkin man with muscles the size of, or, or, but it does talk about misogyny and homophobia and then bullying and aggression. And like, uh, so what do we actually see in that? Well, typically what we see is the big muscular, like testosterone filled man. Uh, those of you watching on Rumble, sorry, I totally just flexed as if I was one of them. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave that there and I'm just going to move on. But what does it look like when it's feminine? Does it, does it mean the woman who puts on enough makeup that you can't even tell what their skin looks like underneath? Is that toxic femininity? Are they covering up their face? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, that's just where my mind went is, is that talk? Because let's be real. Uh, I actually think that most women look just fine without makeup at all. But if you ask women, they'd be like, um, no, most of the time. No, there's, there's exceptions. There's a lot of people now who don't, don't put on makeup. And I, I actually prefer that, you know, they, they feel comfortable how they are. And maybe that's because I'm a therapist. I don't know. But is that toxic femininity? Buying into the, well, I've got to get all done up somehow. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. What, what does it look like then? Does it look like uh, the, the, the women who stand up and say, we're, we're done 
We've had enough. We now are going to take power and control. Is that toxic femininity or is that toxic masculinity with a female? Uh, these are questions that came up into my mind. I don't, honest to goodness, I don't have the answers for you today. So if today you're looking for the answers, I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't have them because in all reality, I didn't look at it like this. And truth be told, I wish I had because it, it's opening my eyes to some things. Um, toxic femininity is that you know, I have to stay at home with the kids. In the old days, that would have been the masculine and feminine thing to do, right? The men go to work and the women stay at home. Is that toxic femininity? I mean, some could probably argue it. Is that motherhood? Some could argue it. Does that mean it's not toxic? I, these are questions that you're, you're going to have to ask yourself. I hope that in listening to this, what you're discovering is that we have not looked at this much in our culture. We definitely point to toxic masculinity, but what about toxic femininity? Look, as the day goes on, as this podcast hopefully sits and racks your brain, I hope you end up with questions. I hope you go and do some research like really dig in, send me questions, questions you want me to address. Like these are all questions that came up for me that I don't have answers for right now. I've given you some answers that I've tried to create out of my own framework, but truthfully, I don't know. I don't know. Toxic femininity. It's an interesting topic. It's an interesting idea. And Maybe it's one we should wrestle with. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I, I've been known to do that before. But if we do need to address it, let's get after it. Let's have the conversation. So I'll go based on if you send me feedback, you ask me questions, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. If you, if you tell me you want more in this category, you want me to dig in harder, I'm happy to try. I'll do the research. I will, I will do all of that stuff. Uh, but let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. Am I, you know, am I thinking too hard? Or is this something that we should absolutely address? Toxic bias, on the other hand, and let's just be clear, that absolutely needs to be addressed. And so uh, I think that's the path I'm going to go down first. But if you want to go down toxic femininity, you want me to help out with that process, let me know. Thanks for joining us. I hope these questions resonate in your brain. And, uh, you know, trigger some conversation, which would be wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.